This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Clean Cut Barbershop, located on 21 East Kelsey Avenue in Salt Lake City, Utah. To schedule an appointment, visit cleancutbarbershopslc.com. Walk-ins are also welcome. Mention Short Story Bingo and receive $5 off your first visit. Now, on to the show! Ooh, that's a bingo! Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo. You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! Episode 43. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Nate Chacon Third. This is the short story bingo. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. If this is your second time, the retention program is working. What we do on this podcast is I am a glorified narrator to stories that you might not otherwise hear. Uh, unless you fucking uh, dig that hard. But uh, yeah, so it's like audible, sort of. Uh, anyway, make sure that you check out the last episode, number 42, uh, which was Harold out of the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark uh, series by Alvin Schwartz. Um, it was only 23 minutes long, but, uh, you know, I had to definitely get that one out because I had been getting some requests about that one, um, along with some other ones that uh, from the second book and the first book, in fact. So um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Of course, there are 41 other episodes beyond that one uh, that you can certainly take a, take a gander at. Um, of course, we have one that uh, goes over you know, Frank Sinatra. Uh, just re- recently, we had the one that uh, went over like... Uh, you know, three who came back. Uh, that wasn't recent, but that was like in the 20s um, with John Wilkes Booth, Jesse James, Marshall Ney, <clears throat> Charles Lucky Luciano, uh, Scarface Al. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, there's a, a lot that you can take a look at. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so I hope you guys are having a good Friday and have a good weekend planned ahead of you. I know that, um, you know, I do. I'm going to be over at the Craft Flake City Do-It-Yourself Festival, uh, uh, hosting the KRCL stage, uh, 90.9 FM out here in Salt Lake City at the Gallivan Plaza, uh, which is on 239 South Main Street, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, come down and check me out. I'll be there from 315 to 645, uh, and come say hi. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, happy podcast Friday to you guys. Let's get into the uh, top countries thus far. We have the USA living in America, and then uh, Russia. Ooh. Well, didn't mean that. Uh, Russia. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> and then uh, Canada, for sure. Uh, those are the top three. And then are the top three states. Uh, we have one West Coast, or one, I mean, Utah, and then two on the East Coast. Georgia comes in second, and then Maryland third. So those are uh, our updates on that. And then, of course, we have our random Twitter follower shout outs. And it goes to at the Rob Sauce. Yo, man, I'm going to uh, kind of go off about uh, the Rob Sauce real quick. It is uh, like a smoky, um, grill flavored. Uh, it's called a umami. It's not. It's something that you like. You throw it on your wings and stuff like that. But certainly go check it out. You can get it on uh, Amazon. Uh, you can check it out uh, at the, some local uh, places out here. But just go follow them, and then they have all the information there. But you can certainly look it up on Amazon. I promise. And uh, I'll retweet it even. And um, I mean, it's one of those things that you definitely need to. 
get your hands on. So yeah, word up to Rob and his camp uh, pumping out the Rob sauce. Um, in this episode, episode 43, we're going to be reading uh, The Corpse That Went Boating. Uh, this is a, literally the book is called Short Story Collection by John Van Loon. And there's a ton of short stories in this book, like a ton, like from different uh, countries even. Like he goes, he pulls excerpts from like all sorts of things. So uh, pretty fun. But of course, before we get into that. We have to have the intro music, so sit back, enjoy the ride. This is episode 43, short story bingo. Thank you guys so much for riding with me. This is Nate Chacon the Third, and we are gonna have a good time with the corpse that was boating. <laughs> okay, talk to you soon. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. This true story must be read from the perspective of a 15-year-old, at which age I abided when this incident occurred. Working in a general store at a cottage resort was filled with non-standard activities. A small heirloom, cedar strip boat with five-horsepower motor, and a 1942 Chevy. Yo, man, I wish they were more specific on the model, but I'm already down. But I bet it was like, like, like a shitty one. Because, like, people still had, like, cool cars, but they were shitty. Like, like people have, like, Lexuses today that you're like, mm, but that's, like, shitty. As far as, like, the, the paint work and stuff like that, you know. I don't know. Anyway, so they have a 1942 Chevy. All right. A small heirloom cedar strip boat with five ho- uh, horsepower motor. Uh, and a 1942 Chevy with trailer hitch, and by the way, a hole in the driver's side floor because they're fucking Flintstones. <laughs> the driver's side floor were part of my arsenal. The boat was so old and in such bad repair that it was essential to drop it into the water several days before I arrived. Excuse me for my summer's work. Wait, the boat was so old and in such bad repair that it was essential to drop it into... Okay, drop it into the water several days before I arrived for my summer's work. Okay. This was predicated by the fact that upon hitting the water, the boat immediately... Excuse me, God. The boat immediately filled with water and sank to its gunnels. If left this way for two or three days, the cracks between the cedar stripping disappeared as the water swelled each wooden strip. Okay, yeah, that's pretty smart, man. Then upon up uh, then upon upending the craft, it floated quite happily without any seepage for the duration of the summer. All right. Just fucking, you know what? Throw that joint inside the water now. It'll, uh, it'll uh, make the wood uh, expand a little bit. Yeah, but uh, aren't you worried that, like, the fucking wood will rot? I mean, not this summer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Try that with a modern aluminum boat with a few loose rivets. Yeah, that's not happening. And the water seepage problem would be the con- would be the continuous no matter the uh, would be continuous no matter the length of uh, length of soaking. Viva the good old days. All right, hold on a second. I want to go back to that, but I have to read some of this preface at the beginning because there's going to be like um 
bad grammar as like not like i mean it could have been better i guess but this is the reason why so uh this is part this is literally just the first little stanza of the of the forward i'm going to read this to you and we'll go back to the story this is a collection of my favorite short stories they have been chosen to amuse and or provide an insight into the future of mankind on this planet the majority have been published scattered here and there among my various ex- existing ebooks. It seemed useful to collect these <clears throat> and present them in one vo- volume for these readers who enjoy the short story format in a book, which I fucking do. Um, no, I should inform the reader that I am both learning disabled and bipolar since reference to these problems appear in a few short stories. Okay, just to give you guys an idea, all right? So, it's, uh, I mean, it still sounds great. I mean, it does a great job of describing, but just give, giving you guys a preface. No pun intended. All right. Well, no, that was a forward, not a preface. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on, pull it together. Beyond the in-store toil, mostly consisting of serving customers, many other diverse daily duties prevailed. Most of these were welcome diversions and provided me opportunities to dilly-dally with tasks related to the hauling of blocks of ice for refrigeration, unloading supplies. Dude, if you ever worked in a fast food place, like, how long would it take for you to, like, unload supplies sometimes? You're like, yeah, I don't, I mean, here's one cap to a water cup, here's two caps to a water cup. I mean, I would take my time on fucking mopping. I would, I would remop. Like after I was done mopping, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, now the people came in, so now I gotta, again, you know, mop that part again." You don't, man. You don't. We need you on fries. Is what we need you on. <laughs> uh, okay, so to dilly dally with tax tasks related to the hauling of blocks of ice for refrigeration, unloading supplies, and other welcome out of the doors chores. All right. One fateful one fateful morning, I arrived at eight o'clock, as usual, having walked the three miles from cottage to store in my usual carefree manner. What are you fucking Amish? However, about thirty uh thirty oh wait, thirty M is it meters? However, about thirty meters away, my daydreaming was rent by Oh, my daydreaming was rent. I'm going to say rented probably. My daydreaming was rent by an unusual commotion on the store's front porch. What could it be? I noted that a confusing, tear-filled conversation was in progress. What particularly acquired my concerned attention was a black hearse parked nearby. Mm. As I made a move to enter the store, I felt a quivering hand land on my shoulder. First off, take your fucking hand off my shoulder, man. This was followed by the words, We would greatly appreciate your help. (laughs) I don't know if it was creepy like that, but I wanted to be like that. This was followed by the words, We would greatly appreciate your help. (laughs) Fuck out of my ear, man. You can just fucking talk. God, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Fucking weird. I turned to face a familiar elderly woman and her sister. Among the best store customers and longtime residents of Blueberry Island, some two miles distant. All right. Regulars. Completing this tableau uh, was an undertaker 
Undertaking, I'm sure. Was it Undertaker and his youthful entourage? Oh, no, no, no. My bad. Completing this tableau was an under- Undertaker and his youthful entourage. Okay. An empty gurney waited in, in anticipation behind the hearse. Oh, who's going in there? It devolved that the 80-year-old husband of one of the sisters had passed away during the night, and a quandary existed involving recovery of the body from the cottage and transport from thence to the expectant gurney. Being early in the season, few cottagers were about so, uh, were about so. It came, okay, hold on. Being early in the season, few cottagers, cottagers were about so. It came as a shock to learn that I was the only hope to retrieve the body in a timely fashion. What? This meant maneuvering McMurphy's leaky skiff in an air temperature of about 17 degrees centigrade, which is what in Fahrenheit? I know everyone else uses fucking metric except us. Uh, uh, Celsius to, there we go. 17. Okay, so 62.6 degrees. All right, 62.6 degrees. Let's see. Okay. Where were we at? This meant... Okay, well, whatever. We'll start here. This meant maneuvering through McMurphy's leaky skiff in an air temperature of about 17 degrees centigrade or 62 degrees Fahrenheit. Under gray threatening skies, with the wind blowing briskly enough that... What the fuck was that? That white cap severed the tops of waves of up to... Okay, hold on. Uh, Under gray threatening skies, with the wind blowing briskly enough that... White caps severed the tops of waves up to two feet in height to the island, retrieving the body and then making the even more vexatious return. The elderly wife and her sister were in an unfit state to even accompany me in their boat. Um, why the fuck would you want them in the boat also? Like, hey, you guys want to come pick up this dead body? I know it's your brother, but... <laughs> my oh, that's my fault. I'm sorry. I should not have asked that. The undertaker and his entourage wanted nothing to do with this recovery and stood arms folded, refusing to budge. It's all on your own, bro. It's all on your own. All this was in essence, all of this was in essence inconsequential since McMurphy's boat was too small to safely carry passengers. Yeah. What are you thinking? Especially after the body was ensconced, uh, excuse me, ensconced uh, aboard. I thought of mimicking the undertaker and his group standing there with my arms crossed. <laughs> like you guys do, like, not you guys, fuck, I don't know, people. Due to those uh, guards. What are those British guards called? I don't know. But, anyway. So I thought of mimicking the undertaker and his group standing there with my arms crossed. Refusing to budge, but that was not an option. Yeah, because they're fuck you up. With understandable trepidation, I retrieved the McMurphy craft. Fired up the motor once the damn uh, once the damn thing started on the first pull, as though anxiously anticipating an exciting adventure. I'll go, I'll go, just pull my fucking cord. <laughs> Meanwhile, the weather was deteriorating. The wind had risen slightly, ooh, and drops of rain were beginning to spot the front deck. Other than an overriding fear of facing a dead body and all alone, the trip to the island was relatively uneventful. 
Okay. Upon reaching my destination and fastening the conveyance to the resident stock, I approached the empty cottage with reverential terror. Once inside, the ambience took a colossal nosedive. Instead of finding the body in tidy repose upon the couch as promised, oh, here we go. I found instead the feet were resting on the floor and the body was precariously balanced between couch and floor. Oh, jeez. Also, rather than confronting the deceased wrapped head to toe in an appropriate fashion, the sheet in question had fallen away from the head and I found myself staring into amorotic wide open eyes what just like oh yeah no i got this uh just put this little fucking beanie over the top of his head and then anyway so yeah how was lunch today and then look back and it's gone what the fuck (laughs) just amorotic wide open eyes at this point i lost my breakfast yeah naturally uh, with a giant wretch that sprayed all and sundry for a, uh, over a five-foot arc. What the fuck? At this point, I lost my breakfast. With a giant wretch that sprayed all and sundry over a five-foot arc. All right. I slumped, uh, I slumped into a nearby uncontaminated chair to try to regain some semblance of my sanity. Viewing the quarry, I rigorously put, uh, posited which angle of approach would be preferable in attempting retrieval. Once in position, I abandoned my first hypothesis, that of using the sheet as a conveyance in which to pull him along the floor, out the door, down three steps, over a narrow flagstone patio, across the lawn. We get it. You're fucking rich, man. Jesus. Along the dock, over the gunnel, then finally depositing the consignment into the bottom of the boat. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. Is that it? Do you also want to fucking run for president next year? Uh, a quick test showed that the decreased, or that the uh, excuse me, a quick test showed that the deceased slid too easily free of the sheet. Instead, I ging- uh, gingerly trial hefted the bundle, and as expected, found that due to age and illness, there was little but a relatively light co- content of skin and bones beneath the sheet. Ugh, God. Thus, after rewrapping the remains completely and attaching the opposing sheet edges together with a few safety pins retrieved from a nearby knitting basket. Is this your knitting basket? Yeah. Uh-huh. Would you like something? Uh, I can, yeah, safety pins, man. I like that. I wrapped my arms around the burden and giving a great heave, slung the load over my shoulder. Hmm, sir. Unfortunately, even skin and bones have more than anticipated bulk when balanced precariously on a shoulder. But without further adjustment, I made for the door, kicking the spring-loaded screen door open, and before it could close, made a dash for the pathway. We then had an unfortunate fall. One of those toes of my shoes caught the protruded edge of protruding edge of a patio flagstone. I tore the skin in my hands on the rock and somehow acquired a bleeding nose. Good news. The deceased came through this mishap unscathed. <laughs> With uh, we did not uh, what's that fucking disclosure? We did not uh, hurt any animals in the production of fucking Jumaji. <laughs> With the rain now blowing in sheets, I was in a rush to finish the job. So disregarding my superficial injury, all his morale just kicked in. So disregarding my superficial injuries, up went the sheet and contents onto the other shoulder. 
This seemed a better balance, and we made it without further incident all the way to the boat. Here I stood, wringing wet, viewing the inside of a boat thrashing violently on its moorings, how to achieve the cargo's dismount decorously into the craft. That's really not true. By now, I was not thinking in a very respectful mo- mode. I bet you the I bet you thought that during the dismount, the sheet and its contents would end up in the water. Although the dismount, I mean, I fucking did. Yeah, for sure. Like, like okay, one, uh, two, and then oh no. Although the dismount was perfect, a water destination would probably have been preferable since I was now staring at a sopping, wet, bloodied bundle residing in the perfect position in the bottom of the boat. God. Yeah, let's take care of this thing. I thought about explaining how a body, already half stiff with rigor mortis, appeared to have been bleeding so profusely in the streets. Or sheets, excuse me. I probably should leave. Uh, Let's see. About explaining come on okay i thought about explaining how a body already like i thought about already explaining like no yeah uh the body oh no um so he's with us uh this is actually sleeping right now sir 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 it doesn't look like he's sleeping yeah no for sure and um if it would if you had to arrest anyone it would be uh, none of us and so we're gonna sir please step out of the boat and uh, pretty impressive on the uh, wood stripping on the bottom i'm sure you left it there two three days yeah two three days yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i probably should leave the tail at this juncture you probably don't really want to hear the escape of the body. Ooh, fucking Lazarus. A, uh, a tangle of weeds and a swim to preserve my own life. So the next section, section from island dock to shore is added just for completeness. Thank you, sir, for making sure to complete this. For the first hundred meters, the island sheltered us from the worst of the wind and its consequences. But I detected an ominous whistling gaining shrillness from the wind in the... Retreating island's tall standing pine. When we broke free from the island's protection, the rain and the wind was indeed increasing in velocity, and it switched direction to come directly out of the north. This meant that to reach shore, the little boat would have to wallow sideways over the peaks and down into the troughs of the mounding waves. I feel like that's like just kind of regular, but I see that you're not trying to mess things up, so I get it. The now beleaguered unsecured, so let's secure the bundle, uh, unsecured bundle was rolling about a meter side to side in the bottom of the craft. The destabilizing effect, threatening to cause spats of water to flow over the gunnels, attempting to halt this danger still seated, uh, this danger, attempting to halt this danger still seated, I tried to lift both feet simultaneously onto the body and promptly lost my balance. Are you you're just going to lift both feet simultaneously? Were you just like stepping on it? What the fuck? A few seconds later, a large wave rolled me over the side and into the water. Oh, no. As I sputtered around uh, with a life jacket, this was the 1940s, I could see the little boat bouncing up and down. Those are my soundboards. Uh, I need to update them. Uh, my machine uh, might be going down. But running guided by wave action in a direct course for the shore. Okay, life jacket. This was the 1940s. I could see the little bount- boat bouncing up and down, but running guided by wave action in a direct course for the shore. Nice. 
which in due time it arrived with only the dead occupant aboard. What? Meanwhile, I'd become caught up in the weeds that bordered this area, and although a good swimmer, I was fighting to release myself from this hazard hampered by churning waves, uh, by the from this hazard hampered by churning waves and lungs half full of water that's rough man i don't know when's the last time you almost drowned but i was saying a story of when i was i think i was like seven or eight or something and uh i would jump in i was this is at the magna pool in here here in utah and i was like oh my god i had to be like seven or something i felt like i knew how to swim at seven maybe i didn't uh, anyhow, I was in the, like the kitty side or whatever. And I got, I went as far out as like to four feet and I was four, like three ten at the time, just a tiny guy. Anyway, I go into the four feet and I don't know how to swim. So I'm freaking the fuck out, right? Like freaking out. And then, um, and as I'm freaking out, like, I'm like, you know, as you're trying to figure out how you're not going to die, like just trying to keep your head above water, you're moving your arms, you're like, you can't even say help. You're just like fucking trying to figure it out. Um, I did that for like all of, and it it felt like my lifetime. That's how long it felt like. Um, we, I managed to like panic swim, or like panic weighed myself back onto the third feet because I was, I was like <laughs> freaking out <laughs> moving my arms all around I feel my foot touch and I was like oh like and then I moved a little further in and I just like look around and nobody was paying attention like at all not even the lifeguard I swear to god like the lifeguard was like hitting on well nobody but he wasn't paying attention like he has glasses on it's, he had to be high or something but he wasn't looking my way or just like checking something out. Anyway, I was just, I was taken aback because I put my foot on the third, like three feet line. I could just totally stand there and breathe again. And I'm like looking around like, like, a, like looking for some sort of validation. Like, Hey man, you got it. Good job. Something like, you know, someone walking by that just bought a hot dog or some sort of con, like some fucking pool food. And it's like, saw what you did there. Good job fucking don't go in there again without fucking floaties man but good job anyway so yeah there's a, a little story for you all right so this guy came into the fucking waves so all right so i was um i meanwhile i had become uh, caught up in the weeds that bordered this area and although a good swimmer i was fighting to release myself from this hazard hampered by churning waves and lungs half full of water after what seemed to be a very prolonged struggle a fisherman in his boat casually on the way towards the shore um, casually on the way towards the shore sighted me while pulling me on board his large boat he berated me for being out here swimming alone on such a hazardous day sir i don't even know you i was fucking swimming but you can't fucking swim man when the fucking waves are that tall all right take it easy man uh while pulling me on board his large boat uh, he berates me for being out here swimming alone on such a hazardous day. I didn't even attempt an explanation. You're fucking right, man. <laughs> when we debarked on shore, the gurney, having received its cargo, was presumably safely stowed in the hearse. And this vehicle was probably halfway to town. The grieving wife and sister had apparently gone in the family car to follow their loved one to the funeral home. Miss McCurphy 
McMurphy. Mrs. McMurphy had already assumed her usual position within the store and was patiently waiting on my return. Now, rural Ontario in the 1940s was admittedly a little backwards, but did not. But did it not occur to anyone that the boat having arrived with only the deceased aboard meant that something was awry? At least no one questioned me about the bloodied condition of the cargo, nor was I ever thanked for my tribulations. <laughs> That's pretty good. Damn. No, I really did Well, no, I did make a question about like how only one person went back. Because I thought there were two people in there. Wasn't there? This seemed a better balance. We made it further than it's all the way to the boat. Yeah. Here I said ringing, wet viewings. And then about how to achieve the... That's not really true, but now it's nothing. I bet you thought that was during the deadline. Yeah, so like someone else was in the boat. I thought it was, anyhow. I don't remember. Whatever. No, no, no. When we broke free from the island's protection, the rain and the wind was. That just sounded like a fucking song. The rain and the rain and the wind. Uh, this meant that to reach over the little boat would have to wall sideways over the peaks and then, oh, maybe not. No, maybe they didn't, no one else got in there. Okay. Neither how, uh, short story being episode four, I was about to say 13. I don't know why. Uh, 40, 43. And, uh, this is called the corpse that went boating adventures near the home front by, uh, John, um, uh, Van Loon and John is spelled J O N. So yeah, again, John Van Loon. Uh, thank you guys for uh, sticking in on that one. That was a longer one. I mean, what, what we went 30 minutes on that one, seven minutes longer than the last one. Um, make sure again to check out our sponsor, Clean Cut Barbershop. They're located on 21 East Kelsey Avenue. If you're trying to get faded up or if you're, um, uh, looking for their, you know, that um, uh, under hair back shave for the ladies. I like how those look. Uh, they do those as well. My boy Jody and the crew um, will get you hooked up. CleancutBarbershopSLC.com. You can also search them on Facebook as well. But they're a very strong sponsor and uh, certainly um, have some work, some, some things in the, in the pipeline for additional sponsors, maybe a clothing sponsor. Uh, and by maybe, I mean, we'll be having a clothing sponsor as well. Uh, nonetheless, though, episode 43 in the books, my name is Nate Chacon the third. Uh, I was thinking about maybe playing a song at the end. Um, well, mm, I suppose I'll do it for you guys. Let's see. What should we play? Uh, oh, I got it. It'll be a surprise. You'll hear it in like, I don't know, one, two, three, soon seconds. But this is a short story bingo. I hope you guys have a happy weekend. Uh, again, happy podcast Friday. Um, and be safe out there. Peace. Dun, dun, dun. Spare fingers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Three. The hustle shit inside of me. Gotta let it breathe, you know. One from the best. Yeah. That hustle shit inside of me. And as far as progress, you be hard pressed to find another rapper hot as me. You sleep on me by default, it's not your fault. 
I heard some things that were false, is what you talk. I hit the scene and went off the radar. Turned down offers, don't wanna talk if they not. Breaking bread off top like Christ at the center of the table. All my women is willing and able. Grew up household stable, I'm unstable. Everything they said I can't do. Nowadays I'm not too far from where y'all said nah. New life brought in this world, gave me new cars. Plane ticket for me and my dog. I'm 1317, I put on for a saw. Tech fleets on Edgewood and everywhere else. You're all welcome. Fuel bands, they couldn't measure the run that the boy been on. I took my L's, I had enough The bread I spent on my daughter be adding up I value daycare too much, she bad as fuck But she won't be looking for love And that's real authentic shit inside of me And as far as progress, she be hard-pressed To find another rapper hot as me Living hard, not serving bars Living hard, not serving bars to the stars Life a size up from medium, living large I'ma keep an infinite in my garage, flexing shit inside of me. This far as progress, you be hot pressed. <laughs> yeah. Everybody experts now, I get it. Everybody critics, everybody critics. Try not to take it personal, it's strictly business. I'm a legend either way, so I'm not offended. Rap game been wrong. I stay in my lane, 90s whip, no tents on. You feel away, you feel away, boy, don't you lie to me. It'd be hard pressed to find another rapper hot as me.